0: Welcome to the Tanakh Podcast. Today, Malachim Aleph, Perak Kafbet, Chapter 22. The final chapter of Malachim Aleph, Chapter 22, is a very exciting one. It's the one in which Achav loses his life in battle against Ben-Hadad. However, today we're not going to talk about that story very much, and we're going to focus instead on Yehoshaphat, the king of Yehuda. He's such a special king, and if we don't talk about him now, we'll miss him completely. So let's begin at the beginning of our chapter, where we read how Vayered Yehoshaphat, Melech Yehuda, or Melech Israel, Yehoshaphat joins Melech Yisrael, Achav. And the king of Israel, Ahab, says to him, Don't you know that Ramot Gilad, the heights of the Transjordan, are ours? And they're in the hands of our Ram, and we need to go to war to retrieve this territory. And here we see the line where Yehoshaphat says, um, And Yehoshaphat responds, and says kamoni kamocha Kaamika amecha, kasusai Yehoshaphat responds to Ahav and says sure i'll go with to war with you me like you my people like your people your horses like my horses who is this Yehoshaphat who practices so much such a sense of unity it's interesting that Yehoshaphat King Yehoshaphat uh, joins together here with Achav. In the end of the chapter, we hear about a joint uh, naval vish- mission, a uh, naval expedition, with Achav's son Achaziah, and in Malachim Bet Peret Gimel, we'll read about a joint war in which Yehoshaphat teams up with Yehoram, Achav's second son. We find that consistently, Yehoshaphat um, engages in a coalition, engages in unison. The southern kingdom with the northern kingdom. And this is sort of refreshing because if you recall, there's been civil war, there's been war between the southern kingdom and the northern kingdom ever since the split of the kingdom. But now, under Yehoshaphat, it seems like we have a phenomenal sense of unity. And by the way, not only that, but we discover when we read uh, later on, Malachim Bet Perakhet, and again in Divrei Hayamim, that Yehoshaphat's son and heir is married to none other than Achav and Izebel's daughter, Atalia, marries Yoram Yehoram ben Yehoshaphat. And the two royal houses are married one into the other. So is this a good thing? It sounds like it is. We should be for Jewish unity. So let's say a few words about uh, Yohoshaphat. When we look at him in the book of, at the end of chapter 22, we get told that that he does that which is right in God's eyes, and even more. And by Israel, makes peace with the Northern Kingdom. Even more than that, if you look at verse forty-seven, the he got rid of all sorts of remnants of. Idolatry, if we open, for example, Divrei Hayamim Bet, Perek Yugzayin, it t- tells us that Darash, Uv Halach, he followed the gods of his father, he kept all of God's mitzvot. Um, and not only that, Hesir mm-hmm. Yehuda, he got rid of the Asherah from Yuda. And if we keep reading there, he talks about in his third year of his reign, he sent all of his um, officers, all of his officials, to Ovadiyah and Zechariah and Netanel and Michaya, ba'arei Yehuda. That the, he, he increased education in Yehuda and sent the Levim whose names are, and I love the, 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 the God's presence in their names: Shmaya, Netanyahu Zvadyahu. Assael, etc., etc., and these Levim, they took around the Sefer Torah Hashem around all of the cities of Yehuda in order to teach the people. There was such a sense of religiosity around Yehoshaphat's kingdom that nobody dared fight Yehuda. This is quite remarkable. Um, But I want to relate to one particular episode here. You see, if you read our chapter, chapter 22, you will see that Yehoshaphat goes to war in cahoots with Achav. Achav gets killed in that war. Yehoshaphat comes home safely. But the very idea that he says, Ka'ami ka'amecha kasusai kasusecha, there's a sense of, of tremendous unity and we think this is great but if you look in Devarayah chapter 19 we see that he gets into a bit of trouble he comes back in peace from war uh, a prophet comes to him his name is Yehu the son of Hanani and he says to your do you want to help those people who hate God you want to help the evil? God's really angry with you. How can you team up with the idolatrous northern kingdom? You shouldn't be doing such a thing. But I'm really glad you got rid of Avodah Zara, but still, you're in a bit of trouble. How did Yoshafat respond to the prophet? Yoshafat it says, goes around the nation from Be'er Sheva, all the way to Heraphrim from south to north and brings them back to Hashem. And how does he do this? He appoints Shoftim judges, around the whole country, in all of the fortified cities. And he says to the judges, atem osim, see what you're doing. Kilol Adam Tishpatu. You're not judging just people, Kila You're judging God's law, the imachem bidvar Hamishbat. And he's he is with you when you are judging. In fact, that line that we say in Shirim Shalyom, Elohim Nitzav Ba'atat El Bekerab is seen by many as a reflection of this. And he continues and says, let the fear of God be with you. Be very, very careful. God has no uh, favorites. God doesn't have such a notion of taking bribes. And we see here that he completely revamps and expands the legal system. The reason why I'm saying this is because I look at Yehoshaphat and see a remarkable king. Here is a man who is constantly trying to improve in his religious direction. He spreads Torah. He improves the justice system because he believes that's exactly what God wants. And also at the same time, he tries and makes ties with the Northern Kingdom, even though he knows that it isn't religiously perfect, with Ahav, and with his son Ahaz Yahu, and with his son Yehoram. And we think that this is all fabulous. However, this story actually has a bit of a sad end. Why do I say this? Because Ahav's daughter Atalia, who marries into um, the royal house of Yehuda, eventually affects that royal house to such a degree that it turns towards idolatry. And later on, Atalia even, Kills her own children and grandchildren in order to establish power. For me, the story of Yoshafat, who by all means is a most phenomenal king, uh, by the way, we didn't mention, but he has a 25 year reign, quite a long reign. But on the one hand, such a religious king, at the same time, somebody so into unity, and we might ask ourselves, isn't unity correct? at all costs? Don't we want Achdut? Don't we want all of the Jewish people to be together? And if you look at this tale of Yehoshabbat, you realize that sometimes unity can be a problem because sometimes you can invite in elements which actually affect your own home base. And that eventually Yehoshabbat's own son and grandson and his whole royal house was brought into peril by this alliance with the North. I personally am a person who really, really tries to draw bridges and unity between different parts of the Jewish people, and I really believe in it. And Yehoshaphat has always given me pause for thought in this regard. On the one hand, he keeps on getting berated by the prophets. Why are you joining with the North? And yet he persists. On the other hand, his legacy is one where he paid a very heavy price for this togetherness. That's it for today tomorrow